Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome Welcome to to the the new EDU. podcast. Well, Wade is here with me. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I feel like since I'm always the one that does the intro that they think that maybe you're not here. Welcome to the new EDU podcast. Oh, Wade Wade has this deep voice, guys. We are actually both battling colds. Maverick is sick. Today, we're going to talk about comparison trap. And this is actually a perfect time for this episode because we, I mean, I'll speak for both of us, but we are slap exhausted. And I know I'm in good company because I'm talking to educators and to parents who are also, no doubt, exhausted. Just worn out. It's great. Um, I sit here like covered in cake batter, and it is not because I've been baking. It is because... I'm literally trying to find anything to, to entertain do, to entertain a, a sick toddler. kid and a toddler. Mm-hmm. So his favorite thing to do right now is to bake. Yeah. Fake bake. Fake bake. Um so we have powder, oatmeal, oatmeal, sprinkles, cupcake but I mean my baking equipment has been used more in the past yeah, week really than in has. the entire time that I've had it through our <laughs> marriage. That's going on. Let's see. Our sitter canceled on us today, so we're trying to podcast in the middle of nap time, which isn't going very well cuz he's, he's sick. sick. That's always fun. Wade is sick. I am sick. It was his birthday yesterday, and he was sick on his birthday. It was my birthday yesterday. I had a pretty good birthday. But I'm, t- I'm, tr- I'm I mean, late I feel, decorating for Christmas. Bad. But listen, we're not here just to give you a list of all of our complaints, <laughs> right. but I feel like this podcast has become my talk therapy, and so like y'all are my therapists on the other end, and so I know yeah. that y'all will support me in this because I know that y'all have your own entire list of all the things that's just not quite going your way right now. And it will never go your way. This that's a fact in life. As I mentioned, today we're going to have kind of a hot topic, I think, for anyone, but especially parents and teachers. And that, like I said, is the comparison trap. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about this comparison trap. I have found myself here recently, or a lot lately, um, a lot recently in this comparison trap. But we're also going to talk through some tips and some ways that I and um, Wade as well, he doesn't struggle with it quite as much as I do. Uh, I do though. Oh. I mean, I think everybody oh, I'm struggles excited with comparison. To hear. I wish. I'm I w- excited to hear your stories, Wade. Well, I just wish comparison <laughs> didn't even exist. You know what? This podcast has actually become really good for our marriage. I've learned so much about you because you talk more on the podcast than you actually do. Get off your phone than you I actually to, do to me. I had to see <laughs> what was happening there. <laughs> But we are going to talk through some strategies and some tips that it's not that we do these things every day, because if I did them every day, I'd be perfect. And I wouldn't have to sit here and talk to you about the comparison trap. But things that we try to be mindful of when we do find ourselves constantly wishing, dreaming, hoping, trying to be like someone else, which does not set us up for a happy and successful life. So we just want to kind of dive into that today. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things to where you have to see it to... Know that it exists. Yeah, exactly. And you have to name it to tame it. Yeah. I think I w- that has been the common theme. I was trying to, to not say name it to tame it, but <laughs> It's that's been what the it common is. theme of these episodes, guys. You got to see it. This is reality. So 
Um, when we talk about comparison trap, obviously, this is something that everybody, everybody knows. And if you are so like, oh, no, I don't compare myself to others. Liar. You big old liar. Because I think that it's just human nature to compare yourself to people. And, you know, like I said, I have been finding myself here recently a lot, especially with parenting, especially right now around the holidays, right? It is December 4th. The only reason I know that is because your birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Is that February. why you started decorating so much? Because you saw other people decorating? Okay. Well, let me just talk about I'm like, oh my gosh, what is yesterday, happening? Yesterday, Wade's like, Hope thinks she's at the North Pole. She it is thinks nuts. that she's. No, and I don't go. I, listen, I we are not extravagant decorators, guys. I have Wade is giving me big eyes right now, yeah, and Chase pretty, is behind the camera. It's pretty or insane the, up there Whatever right this now. is, it isn't, guys. Guys, I have my tree decorated and the mantle. Any ladies out there right now are like, well, there's two types of ladies out there. They're like, they have 12 trees in their house, one in every room. Or some people are like, girl, that's more than I got done. So I don't know which one of those categories you fall into. But yes, yes. Do you mm -hmm. want a tree in every house? A tree in every house? I mean, every room? No. If, just go along with what I'm saying on this episode. I don't want that. it's probably not going to make sense. I don't want that. No, but you're exactly right. I have just been feeling you know, all types of things, all types of ways right now. And that is, oh my gosh, it's December 4th. I haven't even decorated. Some people started decorating back before even Thanksgiving. Some people have all of their Christmas presents bought and wrapped, but not even just the materialistic like Christmas holiday stuff. And I think that, you know, comparison does come around the holidays a lot. Like, am I doing enough traditions for my kids right. so that they feel they like they remember holidays when they're kids? And am I do? Yeah. And then you see these, these mothers having even kids Mavericks age, these breakfast for the elves, the elf, the little elf, the elf on the shelf that comes and you have to move that I, darn thing every night. I apparently don't watch the same things you do. And I think that's that why parents, I don't fall into the comparison. Right. Track. And I think that you just parents, need my feed. Listen, we're going to talk about that, actually. But, you know, the elf on the shelf and the, the snowflake breakfast on December 1st morning. Snowflake breakfast. Just go Just go with this. Go Wait. I know. I'm, I'm learning right here, right now. So I get it. Let's snap you into reality. I, no, I get okay? why people are, could compare. Because the people know what I'm talking about. They're falling the trap. Um, Golly. So, yes. Yes. Holiday decor. All these traditions. Am I doing enough as a parent? Um, am I doing too much? Am I spoiling my, my kids? Am I giving them too much to where they're going to grow mm, up and think that they, mm -hmm. you know... I have really been questioning, like, am I parenting too much? Am I parenting not enough? And, like, what? and so I think during the holidays, it's very, very evident. But honestly, just in parenting in general, that, you know, it's just a struggle. I know today Maverick spent 30 minutes, you know, at least in, in one little piece yeah. of time throwing temper tantrums, kicking his feet on the ground. We're going back and forth between, between timeout. And I'm like, am I doing enough emotional regulation? Am I not doing enough? Am I, what should I, you know, and then you fall into. Nah, you, you, you did a great job. Oh, thank you. Because okay. I was in the other room, I was hiding. He, he was. Wade does not like the temper I, tantrums. But mm. Maverick also tries to get Wade to do, give him what he wants. It makes it worse. But then I see all of these mothers on social media, all of these influencers and people that I follow, and their kids just never appear to throw a temper tantrum, tantrum ever. And I'm like, are, are their kids just happier than my? So yes, all of that in a nutshell. And you can see where my the majority of my comparison comes from. It is social media. And we are going to talk about that. But you know, all of that to say, every single human, this is something that you struggle with. And it's something that I think that you struggle with continuously. Like it's not really something that you're like, oh, I'm free. I never compare myself to others. And if you are that person, you're one in a million and congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for a lot of people, I don't know that they go into it trying to compare themselves, but they want to hold themselves to a standard that's not real. It's a false reality. Yeah. And then it kind of just spirals into comparison. And 
I think that's a lot of where human beings start because they, they have to have some type of model, some type of example for what they want to do, right? And then they can kind of feel guilty on they're not living up to that ridiculous standard, which isn't yeah. real. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the couple of things that we're going to talk about are, you know, the things that I've tried in the past that don't work for me and the things that aren't actually tips to navigating this and to trying to, you know, get yourself out of the mindset of comparison. Because just like with anything, it's a habit. Mm -hmm. It's a habit. You get into habits that you do every single day that whether you like you like you were just saying, it's not like I get on social media like, oh, let me go into social media so I can see how bad of a mom I'm being or so I can see how someone else is better than me. But that is typically what starts to happen Mm -hmm. as I start to scroll through the feed. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we just have to be so aware of this. But, you know, another thing, too, is that I was reading an article, actually, um, just doing some research for myself and for this episode specifically, but I was reading an article about increased anxiety. And we all know that part, you know, since social media has become, you know, part of our daily habits, our daily routines, and, you know, people are spending hours a day on social media, anxiety has increased. And I read this article and it had this quote and it said that um, social media has become a megaphone for achievements and a magnifying glass for insecurities, which is the perfect recipe for anxiety. Mm. And that just really hit me because, you know, here's the deal. A lot of times what we're doing is we're comparing our insides to people's outsides because we're not on social media we're not able to see really how they're feeling anybody can put on this perfect outfit this the perfect makeup the perfect home decor but it doesn't mean that they feel that way inside and i mean we hear it a lot and we've heard it for for a few years now that social media instagram whatever it's it's a highlight reel and so i think a lot of people have been intentionally trying to show the other side but that's not attractive for other people. Like right. they want to see, they say they want to see it. You want to share it, but how do we share that? Um, Cause I think a lot of people are afraid to look like they're complaining or they're being negative. Right. And again, why are you worried? Right. Like, <laughs> and I think that is, I think that is really hard. And I want to point out that, you know, when we had Maverick, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about, because who talk about comparison trap, man, I think that was a big part of my postpartum depression, depression that I suffered with so much is comparing myself to others. I would get on social media and I would try to give the other side of that, you know, guys, I, I don't know who told y'all that babies don't cry because babies stink and cry. Like these Pampers commercials where they're all snuggly and cute, yeah. that is a big whole false reality in our world maybe the, that's the your whole kid. phrase sleep like a baby it, like why not, do we use what that? like that who, makes no sense. who came up with that they they deserve that that it should be a criminal sleep like a college kid right exactly because that's when you want to start a teenager right yeah. and so but i would try to get on and talk about it because i was like man this needs to be talked about because nobody warned me nobody told me the realities you see all these mm-hmm. perfect commercials and perfect images and that's just i thought you laid a baby on a blanket and they would literally lay there and coo and ooh as long as they were fed and their diaper was changed that's a lie And that was a lie. But I tried to get on and talk about it on social media. And then people came for me. They came for me and said, how dare you complain? How dare you sit here? You know, you have a beautiful child. And you, they would come for me in these messages to talk about how I was so negative and complaining all the time. And I'm like, first of all, first of all, they were talking to a woman who was dealing with postpartum depression and their comments were not helpful. But second of all, I felt like that was the exact same people who would come for me and say, oh, she's got a fake life because she tries to act perfect all the time. So it's like, well, what the heck do you want? Well, I've just decided that it's better to be real because I'm not trying to put on that I'm somebody that I'm not. 
But you're exactly right that, you know, a lot of these things aren't talked about on social media because people think you're complaining when in fact you can feel two things at the very same time. Right now as a mother, I am so grateful for Maverick and I'm enjoying so much spending yep. time with him during this holiday season and we put up the tree and he loves it. But at the same exact, in that same breath, I am stinking exhausted. Yeah. I, just going back to what you said, like, I mean, that that's all we can be is real and authentic. And I think you've gotten better with that even within the past few months, even within the past year of just saying, hey, this is who I am, like it or not, it is what it is, because you don't have anything to feel shameful for. I and think, if you think I'm complaining, you can unfollow me. That's right. how I feel well, about well, people. Well, well, in the same <laughs> breath, it wasn't that you were necessarily complaining. It was just, this is what's happening right now. This is the truth. This is how I feel. And these people came after you, for came after us for that. And we're, I'm like, who says I can't feel this way? Right. Like, it's not complaining. And I think a lot of people get really brave when they're hiding behind a screen and they feel like, hey, I'm better than you and I know what's better and this is not what's right. And that's a lot of where the comparison comes from. Mm -hmm. It's coming from people who have this false reality that they think they know what's best and they don't really even try to understand what's going on. Right. Now, we're not here to say that comparison is all bad because comparison in its best form, I mean, it helps us. It, it motivates us in, to a degree and it drives us to be a better human and it drives mm -hmm. us to want to strive for more and achieve more. And, you know, you know. I think that there's a difference between comparison and trying to be like someone else or wanting some what someone else has. You know, I think that it can motivate us to a degree to better ourselves. But in its worst form, it sets us up for unrealistic expectations of ourselves. And to, you know, like I was just talking about, to try to be someone that we're not, which really sets us up for misery and for a tremendous and heavy amount of guilt that we have to carry every single day when we're not able to achieve the same goals as someone else because we're not them and we're not in their same place of life. And so it's really difficult when you talk about comparison, you're comparing yourself to someone who's not in the same place of life as you are, not with the same situation, with the same kids, with the same spouse, with the same friends, with whatever it may be. So you're comparing, you know, apples to oranges here. Yeah. Let's, I mean, it, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. It's, it's like, I mean, and you just stated it, like you have to have examples, you have to have these, these models uh, and, and you take these tips and these tricks and all of these components from these different people, but you use them to apply them to your life. And mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily, I mean, it is a little bit of, of a comparison to state where you are right now compared to where someone else is, but how do they get there? What, what, are you, what are you trying to achieve from this? And I think that's the root of it, to get out of the negativity of the negative comparison, to use it for good. You have to see where, where you are currently, where you want to go, and who can offer you that? Yeah. Who can offer you those tools? Right. And I think it is so important, like you were just talking about, to recognize the work that someone has put in to be where they are yeah. and that that could really play a huge role in your comparison. For example, and I don't know if this is the best example or not, but I'm just going to give it. People, a lot of people will ask us, like, oh, I really want to, you know, share my educational resources. Yeah. I really want to do speeches or to do workshops or whatever it may be. And we've talked openly about this, that if you have a story to tell, you can impact someone's life and that can start today. Yeah. But also, you know, a lot of maybe what we don't share, what we haven't shared is our journey to be able to get to this position to where we we do have the opportunity yeah. to share our resources and to have this podcast platform. I mean, it's been, sheesh, how long have we been married? Um, 10 years. Yeah. So I started two years before that. So for me, get, putting my resources out there started 12 years ago. And it didn't start there. It started at the beginning of right. life, period. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're... But I mean, like, putting in the work to actually sharing my resources started well, 12 years ago. But I hear what you're saying. But that, but, but again, that, that just doesn't happen. Like, I mean, it takes 
for you to be able to do that took time away from us as a new married couple. You're investing all in that. Well, we're two teachers, right? Two teachers don't make a lot of money. And we all know this, right? I mean, if you're listening, you know, teachers, we didn't get an education to make a lot of money. We got in it for the summer, though. We absolutely. Kidding. I'm kidding. Absolutely. I'm kidding. I'm no. Kidding. But it's like I was having to work two, three jobs on top of teaching and you were coaching and teaching and, and making these resources. And so we were grinding, we were working 24 seven, it may not have looked like education, Mm -hmm. but you have to work to provide opportunities to do what you want to do. And people don't see that. No. I mean, what were we going to do? Just sit there behind a computer on the futon that we had in our house, because that's all we could afford. And just type on the computer 24 seven, let the lights go out. Who am I going to go to my mom and dad for money? I don't have a mom and dad. Like, so these people who make these excuses for other other individuals, make these comparisons, you don't even know the story. Again, when you, when these individuals try to share the story who have, who have uh, contributed to whatever you're trying to do, they try to share the realities, you have to do your job to listen, yeah. to listen and to understand what it actually takes and, and where these people are actually coming from. And I think a lot of times, too, that brings up a good point that on social media, we hear what we want to hear and we see what we want to see. Oh, that that's 100%. I mean... That was with this past election. Even so, if, Currently. Right. Even if... You, you know, see what you want to see. People are, oh my gosh, I mean, like, I, I don't know how much clearer to make it. Like, I don't know what people... Because people will still say, how, how do you do it all? How do you get it all done? Wow, everything looks so perfect. And I'm like, testing... Like, is this thing on? Hello, are you watching my stories? Do you look at look at this face right now? Like, I mean, I get on stories every day. My hair hasn't been washed in 10 days. Like, I'm talking about my you know, Maverick throwing these temper tantrums. But still people see what they want to see and hear what they want to hear. And so I think that we have to get or take social media. And if we're using social media with the intention that let, let's really see it for what it is, what yeah. everybody's story is and what everybody's situation is yeah, and, and, and the not, reality of that. And we're not saying like if if you're a teacher that you don't share your best lesson on your feed or you don't share your best lesson with pictures and stories and all. No, you need to do that. That's part of who you are. But also being intentional, like Cope was talking about, about showing behind the scenes and and really talking about what it takes to get the work done. But I know a lot of people are scared to do that. Or if, you know, let's not even make this about social media. I know that's what we're talking about because, yeah, you know, we've I, seen it. I, yeah, I think it just hits us. We've seen it. It, it hits a it strikes chord. Nerve, yeah. But let's talk about, you know, teacher a teacher down the hall who's doing a really yeah, incredible good. lesson mm-hmm. and you see the end result. Right. You see the full-on room transformation. Have you stopped, instead of comparing yourself... And, you know, letting your emotions come out into it and making you feel less than did you stop to think about what did that teacher have to sacrifice? What did that teacher have to give? What did that teacher have to do to make this happen? Wow. Am I willing to do that to have this end result? Right. And so it's less about comparison and really seeing the hard work, seeing the effort that goes into it. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to make this about social media and I don't necessarily, you know, just want to make this about a room transformation or doing a really incredible lesson because we compare ourselves even on the smallest scale to other people. Again, because we see what we want to see. We hear what we want to hear. Um, you were even talking about that happening really in this past election. Yep. So, you know, a lot of times what you hear people say, and it's kind of a little bit, even about what we've been talking about, people are like, okay, well, if you don't want to really compare yourself to others, then let's all remember that social media or the best lesson that a teacher has or whatever, the, the pictures that you see in someone's home are a highlight reel, right? They're just a highlight reel and that that's not really people. You've got to remind yourself that that's not a person's reality. Well, 
those really aren't tips and strategies to move past this because really those aren't really helpful because what do they do? They send you to social media once again to remind yourself that that's not people's reality. And what do you find yourself doing? Comparing. Well, their reality is probably not the same as bad as my reality or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so that sends us directly back into comparison. So we've kind of talked a little bit about our journeys and things that we struggle with with comparison and things that you know people have pointed out to us or things that they haven't seen with us. But really, when I find myself struggling... And I, you know, right now, I've been honest that it's a struggle for me right now. I mean, just parenting in general is a struggle. But what are some things that I try to, I guess, put in the place of the habit of comparison? What do I try to replace that habit with? What do I try to replace that mind frame, that mindset with? Because we talk a lot about how you can't always control your first thought, but you can control your second. And so a lot of times my first thought is to compare because that's human nature. But what are my second thoughts? And so just some tips and things that I've done that Wade has done, again, just to try to get us past this comparison for the time because it's going to creep up again. But the first thing is, and Wade and I have talked a lot about this and we're big believers in this, how you start your day is how you end your day. I can right? start my day better. And how you start your day <laughs> is typically what's going to follow you throughout the day. So if I'm being honest, I typically wake up around 7 o'clock in the morning, whether I want to or not. And um, Maverick usually doesn't get up till 8. And so when I get up, I should get myself out of bed and do something productive or work out or do something that makes myself feel better. But what is the first thing that I do when I wake up? Wait. Well, you roll sideways and then you grab your phone. Yep. And then you start scrolling. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Because I wake him up with my cell phone light probably in his eyes. No, it's the stories. They're so <laughs> stinking loud. I'm like, you know you're going to do this. Just turn your volume down. I do. I've gotten better And then it's at like, it. hey, everybody, I got my new hair extensions. And then I have these, what, like all these people, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Making me feel bad from the start because they've got their freaking hair extensions and their hair is perfect even after a workout. And they just worked out and they just ran 75 miles and their hair is in perfect little trestle curls falling, cascading down, their, cascading down there. And their makeup looks great. And they're like, I didn't put on an ounce of makeup today. So, so that's how you start your that's day. That's how I start my day. Yeah. And it's annoying. That's how I start my day. And it's annoying to you. And it's, it should be annoying to me because the first thing that I'm feeling and feeding my mind with is that I'm not leveling up to these Folks. I'm not at the same level that they are. And so, woo, what a way to start your day by reminding yourself how you don't look that way and how you didn't wake up like this and how you wake up with the side pony that has baby hairs because your son took all your hair with him when you birthed him coming out the side and you got bags under your eyes and... I don't even, bad breath. I bet bet they don't have bad breath either, apparently. They probably have some kind of product. But this is what I, I want to make it clear. This is not against them at all. Because listen, this has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me. This is my issue. I am waking up and that is what I am choosing to feed my mind with every single morning. And so no wonder I'm struggling with the comparison trap. Hello, I'm waking up and how I start my day is by instantly, at the start of it, comparing myself to Um, others. How do you end your day, Hope, in the bed? Okay. Why don't we start talk about your? This is, this is not for you. This is not a moment for no, you to was, be able to call I, me out. No, I was just going back to your point. How you start your day is how you end your day. Thank you. <laughs> well, Wade. There it is. How I end my days on social media, <laughs> you freak. Gosh, get off my back. But it, it's it's factual. Like it that's is. exactly what you were talking about. How you start your day is literally how you end your day, and I did not realize that until just now when you're talking about. It. I was like, hmm, what do you do? Oh. 
There's a reason that therapists tell you to have social media hours, and this is why. And they should not be in the start or the end of your day because I'm waking up comparing myself and I'm going to bed comparing myself and seeing how everybody's life is all together and mine is not. And that is not a way to start your day or or to end your day. But I think a lot of times I say, you know, especially when you struggle with anxiety, you're trying to fill time, like empty space. But are we filling empty space with the right things? And so anyways, speaking of that, and we have talked about this before on an episode, but just in case you didn't catch it on that episode or you you need to hear it again – you know, they call it a feed for a reason because that's what you're feeding yourself with. And so for me, you know, a question is, have you purged your feed? And have you curated? And apparently Wade's feed is fantastic because he doesn't know anything about no elf on the shelf or Christmas nah, decorations. Other things. Or, uh, but, you know, what are you feeding yourself with? And I'm going to tell you, when I had Maverick, I am not going to lie when I say that I went through, and I don't care if even if it was out, it, it wasn't in the best spirit, okay? I'm going to tell you this right now. It wasn't in the best spirit. But I went through and I deleted every pretty mom, every mom that had her body in shape, every mom that never talked about her baby crying, every mom that would cuddle that wow. baby and say, oh my gosh, just look how perfect and precious. And this is nothing against those moms. No. At all. I love I love that they looked that beautiful. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic that their baby never cried and slept through the night at four weeks old, okay? That is lovely for them. But I started hating those people. I started hating those people, and I was so angry. And, you know, but that, that's what happens. That's what happens. And so we have to be really, really careful with what we're feeding ourselves. And that's not really a negative on, like I said, those people at all. They should share their happy lives. That's not their fault. No, that was not for me. And so I had to get rid of that because I found that that was feeding my postpartum depression in a huge way because my baby cried and I didn't look good and I wasn't losing the baby weight fast and still am not. And I could barely brush my hair every day and didn't brush my teeth half the time. And so for me to see those types of things, that would send me into a comparison spiral and that is very very almost traumatizing to a degree but we're setting ourselves up for that i mean that you you have control over that um one thing you kind of just glassed over that i was like man that makes a lot of sense like if if you do struggle with anxiety or you have some type of worry that's in the future or whatnot you try to fill that blank space of time with something yeah huh i i i think that's really eye-opening just because i think a lot of i mean I find myself doing that. Like if I'm sitting on on the couch and I'm watching TV and then a commercial comes on, instead of just sitting there and talking, what do I do? I try to fill it with with doing something else, looking something up on the phone, on the computer, whatever it is. And it's because I'm just, I'm not necessarily bored. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I got to be doing something. We've trained our brain to think that every second of every day we should be stimulated. We should be doing something. And that is not a healthy habit. You know, one thing that I've recognized during COVID is that there's a lot of things that happen in the stillness and we're missing out on that. We're missing out on the important pieces of life that happen when you're still, when you're listening, when you're quiet, when you're in solitude even. And so I think it's so important to remember Mm -hmm. that. But we've trained Mm -hmm. our brains in the society to think that every second of every day we should be stimulated. Our brain should be thinking, should be doing something. So number one, how you start your day is how you end your day. Be careful, guys, because I fall into this trap. What are you feeding yourself with first thing in the morning? What are you feeding yourself with at the end of the day? And how is that playing a role Mm -hmm. in your comparison trap if you're struggling with that too? The second thing, and you know, this is something that people have talked about forever and we've heard a lot of people talk about, but it's true in the way that it truly changes things. There's even scientific articles to show this. And that's an attitude of gratitude, right? Giving yourself perspective, seeing the good in your life, thinking about what you have that that a lot of times we, we take for granted and we don't even realize. 
And so perhaps instead of feeding yourself with social media as a reminder of all the things that you don't have, take that time and think about all the things that you do and create a habit and a habitual thought that's focused on the gratitude, the positive side, the happy things in your life that you're blessed with versus all the things that you don't have. You know, habits can be good and habits can be bad. And so trying to replace my habit of feeding myself with social media, replacing that with thinking about, you know, all of the wonderful things that I do have. And that that doesn't mean that your life is perfect. No. Okay. But seeing the good and taking yeah. time to see the good. And it's, it's not easy. Like you could say, okay, I'm going to write down what I'm grateful for today. But do you actually mean that? And what do I mean by that? I mean, a lot of us don't know what we have until it's gone, to, until it's not there. And I think a lot of people that are listening right now are, are thinking of, of moments probably throughout your life that, man, I did have it good whenever the date was or however old you were or whatever situation you were in because you've realized, oh, wow this really is hard this way now, or this would have been a lot easier back when. And it's in those moments that you have to take what you've learned from the past to kind of apply it to what's happening right now, what's what's around you, what's surrounding you. And we've been doing that a lot, just realizing, man, this, yeah, we're, we're, we're sick and this is going on, Or, but at least, hey, at least we have each other. And that's as, as corny as it sounds, that's a blessing, right? That's a blessing. And to be able to to get to do things instead of having to do things is another uh, another opportunity to identify what you're grateful for. You know, what you talked about with having an attitude of gratitude, one thing I want to point out is that is not meant to be this toxic positivity where it's like, okay, I've just got to think about everything. Nah, it's great. No. no. Again, create space for yourself to recognize that you can see the good side. You can be grateful, but recognize that you can also have other valid feelings and emotions too, right? Yeah. You can also still be depressed. You yeah. can also still be anxious. You can also still be frustrated, whatever it may be. But again, instead of the habit of thinking about all that you don't have trying to create a habit of thinking about what you do have and really being grateful for that. That's something that I think that all of us can practice more. And again, there's scientific research to prove that it scientifically rewires your brain and does something for yourself. So one, how you start your day is how you end your day. Number two, having an attitude of gratitude. Number three, and this is a hard one because we like to get into, I started the episode with this, we like to get into complaining. But if we truly want to get ourselves out of the comparison trap, we've got to stop obsessing over our problems because here's what happens. When we become so obsessed with our own problems and all we're feeding ourselves ourselves is other people's perfectionism, then you're losing sight of your own purpose. Yeah. And so, yes, of course you're going to be comparing yourself because you're so obsessed with your problems. All you're doing is seeing how perfect everybody else is. What's, what's the room left to think about? Certainly mm. not your purpose and what you're doing and what you've been called to do. And so I think that, you know, this is happening more and more and more, especially during this pandemic. And listen, I am not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't I vent about our problems. I vent yeah. about our problems. I just vented about them to you guys at the very beginning of this episode. But if that's what I stay focused on, and that's all I talk about for the next three weeks is how exhausted I am and how I've got powdered sugar all over my jeans and how I'm exhausted. And if that's what I become obsessed with is my problems, then I'm no longer venting. I'm obsessing over them. And then that sets us up for, well, look at me and I'm exhausted and look at, and getting, you know, seeing other people's lives. And that directly sends us into setting ourselves up for easy comparison of how good everybody else has it and how awful we have it. And it really is easy to obsess over your problems. I mean, it's because your problems become your excuses on why you can't accomplish something or why something's going wrong. Absolutely. And then it goes to 
a down, downward spiral yeah. of excuse after excuse after excuse, and then nothing will ever get done. I mean, the, these really build off of each other. I mean, no, number number two was was talking about the attitude of gratitude. Well, how can you show that, that you're grateful for something? Well, you can notice what pro yeah, you can notice what problems you have. Like if you identify what problems, what's going wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, but then be grateful on hey. At least I don't have it this bad. Like I, I need to go for a run today and it would be easy for me to sit on the couch to say that, oh man, I just don't feel good. Maverick's been sick. I haven't gotten any sleep. I have asthma. I have a cold. I have two legs, right? Okay. I have two arms. Right. My high school wrestling coach didn't have either of those. Mm -hmm. And he was an inspiration for me. He wrestled in college. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, Doc, yeah. you, you, he, you, Hope was his favorite. But <laughs> I tend to be everybody's favorite. He didn't make excuses. Kidding. That's always he was He was an all-American wrestler yeah. on the collegiate level. And so, yeah, you can identify what problems you have, but do you have it that bad? Someone's always got it worse. And if you go in with that, that mentality, it's easier for you to be grateful, like we were talking about at the beginning. Because if you obsess over the problems, that's all your life will be. It's and just like a big you said, old problem. That becomes your excuses yeah. for why you're not getting yourself out and right. doing those things that you want to achieve. And then that sets you up to continue to compare yourself to others versus taking that time. You know, we only have so much time in a day. So are we going to use that time to compare ourselves to others Ooh, or yeah. use that time to advance ourselves, to go after a goal, to go after a dream, to try something new, to do, you know, spend more time with our kids or spend more time in prayer or spend more time in meditation or whatever it may be. You know, we only have so much time and you cannot compare and do those things simultaneously. I mean, so I, I, yeah, I just want to ask these te teachers who are listening right now, like going through school, just reflect on yourself. Were you a great student? Yes or no? What kind of teacher do you think you are? Great or not? Like that's, that, that's where we're at. For me, I was not a great student. And so I could have focused on, man, it took me X amount of times to complete algebra one in high school. I barely graduated. Like if I focused on that, if I started to compare myself to Hope King, who was, who graduated high school early, I know she's a fantastic reading teacher. Like if I compare myself to her that way, I would never be able to teach my kids. Mm -hmm. And so stop focusing on your problems, on your issues. Just get in there, get after it, be grateful for what you have and use those tools that are at your fingertips to, to make it the best you can. And again, easier said than done. Yes. What we're sharing is things for you to be mindful of, yes. right? To continuously be mindful of because that's where we start really making Absolutely. change in our habits of thought. So we've talked about how you start your day is how you end your day. Your attitude of gratitude, and like Wade said, these kind of build on one another. Stop obsessing over your problems and other people's perfectionism because you're forgetting your purpose. Stay mm -hmm. focused on your purpose. Um, number four, and I think this is a big one, don't set yourself up to wipe out. What happens when we get on social media, when we compare ourselves to the teacher down the hall or the teacher next door or a teacher, our bestie teacher friend in another district, is it instantly sends us into, because as teachers, we're fixers, right? And so what happens is the comparison trap can make you feel like you need to be good at everything all at once. So instead of recognizing that, okay, I want to get here. Instead of putting steps in place to realistically set goals for yourself to achieve this big end goal, we say, I've got to be better overnight. I've got, and then we stay at school till midnight and we work on the weekends every single hour of every single day. And what that does is it sets you up for unrealistic expectations of yourself, which leads to burnout, which means you're never going to achieve what it is that you're going after, right? Yeah. And so when we are trying to get ourselves out of the comparison trap, if there's something that we see or somebody that we admire and we're like, I want to be more like 
this or I do I do have this goal for myself. Great. But don't think that's going to happen overnight. It's kind of what we were talking about earlier when people, you know, will come to us and ask us how do how do you start getting your resources out there? Again, if that's something that you have, if that's an ambition that you have as an educator, great. Set yourself up with realistic goals and recognize that this is a journey. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And we've been doing this for 12 years, you know, so that's going to take you some time and your journey might take you two years where yeah. it took us 12 years or it might know. take you two months. You just never know. So I'm not saying that it's going to, your journey should be exactly like ours. Not saying that whatsoever, but what sustainable measures can you put in place to hold yourself accountable to get you to that goal in a realistic way rather than saying, oh my gosh, okay, these moms, they, they've got their makeup done. They've got their hair done. They have their house decorated for Christmas. They have all the traditions in place and me literally staying up all night long and then getting up super early so I can do all of those things. That's going to last about two days. You have to make sure that you're looking and trying to figure out what's what's giving for that person. So what's going away for them to be able to do that? Growing up just through college and in, in my 20s, I would always look at these guys working out like The Rock or someone like that. I'm like, golly, they're ripped and they're huge. And I would be in the gym. I would be following these plans. But what I didn't know was they, they have a, like two chefs at, at the house. Mm-hmm. They've got workout. They've got like two or three trainers. Mm-hmm. They've got someone following them. They got someone giving them snacks throughout the day. So why would taken you even away. Set that as your goal? So yeah. So why would you even try to do that? Yeah. And I wasn't trying to see what was behind the scenes with that. And so for for the same, I mean, the, the, the same principle goes with the, the people that you follow or the people that are inspirations to you. Yes, they they. They work hard and they have these drives, but in some area of their life, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize what what mess is worth it for you to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, sacrifice. Yep. Absolutely. Just make sure that when you do, you know, when you do say, oh, I really saw this and I really want to try this or I want to do this or I want to do this lesson or I want to try more of this in my classroom, that you're saying, okay, I don't need to do this overnight. Yeah. How do I get there a little bit, one step at a time? Because that's going right. to be realistic and something that you can actually maintain, which sets you up for long-term change rather than change for just instant gratification. Because as we know, with me and eating cake, <laughs> me and eating cake, it's instant gratification. Gratification, and then I'm mad at myself later, right? She likes the cake. Okay. Carrot and to- cake. But, you know, again, not setting yourself up for instant gratification, but what does long-term change really look like for you? And then finally, the last tip in this is, you know, not always easy, but it truly does make a change when you think about comparing. Instead of spending your time comparing, take that time and empower others. Mm -hmm. Take that time on social media and encourage other people. Tell them how amazing their lessons look. Tell them what a great mom they're being. Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. I was in the store the probably, I don't know, a couple months ago. It might have even been like six months ago. You know, these months all start running together. Pre-COVID. So that was what, Mm. two years ago? Three years ago? No, it was a couple months ago. And I was in the store and um, I was struggling and I was literally pushing, I think, either Maverick in a stroller or Maverick in a cart. And I had a cart behind me and like I had stuff. I looked like a freaking hot mess disaster. And there was this precious lady and she was walking to the store and she didn't know anything about me or my life or what I was going through at that moment. And she looked at me and she said, Mama, you're doing amazing. And when I tell you that you have no idea no idea what mama you're doing amazing what is that four words how that changed the trajectory trajectory of my day of my week of my month i'm still talking about it today yeah i'm that. still talking about it today months later Empower. You have the power to change someone else's mindset. So speaking of real life, the baby is waking up, so Wade's going to go check on him. 
I again, you know, just rem- reminding ourselves the power that we hold for other people. And so if we can spend that time, you know, even if we do choose to be on social media or, or whatever, if we can spend that time and really encourage other people, that changes our mindset. So in turn, I was at the park and we go to the park every single day to go play. If you watch any of our stories, you absolutely know that this happens. And there was a mom at the park and her little girl is probably a couple months older than Maverick. And um, she was really struggling that day with temper tantrums. And so remembering to pay it for I looked at the mom and I said, Mama, you're doing amazing. You've got it. And I know, even though she doesn't have to tell me, wow, that changed my whole day. I know because I remember what it felt like me for as a mom when I was struggling to hear that, how that can be for other people. And if we, you know, again, we only have so, so many hours in the day and we can we only have so much focus, places that we can put our focus. And are we putting our focus into comparing others or should we replace that with empowering others and taking that time to encourage other people to be better, to be their, the best version of themselves and how much power that can have in a positive way rather than the negative impact that comparison has on us. So again, those are just really five I think practical strategies that are actually tools to put action in place so that we're not just saying, oh, I struggle with comparison or, oh, I'm constantly comparing myself to, self to others rather than just saying, oh, just remember that your reality is not, you know, that their reality isn't necessarily look like that or it might be different, but actually recognize that it's not their reality that's the problem. It's ours. It's our reality for ourselves that is the problem. And so if we really want to change our own reality, then we have to put steps into place. And so remember, number one, how you start your day is how you end your day. What are you feeding yourself with in the morning, at night? What are you feeding yourself with throughout the day? Maybe you need to go through and delete some people on Instagram. If I'm one of those people who make you feel less than or who you pass my profile and think that I'm perfect, get rid of me for crying out loud, right? Because this is about you and what you need to do for yourself. Number two, making sure that you have an attitude of gratitude. So focusing on the positive things in life. And again, It's not always easy. And we're not saying that you don't have problems, but what are we seeing within those problems? What are we seeing that we can achieve? Number three, stop obsessing over those problems, right? And stop focusing on other people's perfectionism because we know that's a false reality. That gets in the way of us having a vision of our true purpose. And then fourth, when you're setting goals to achieve, to be better than, because really what we're doing is trying to walk through life being a little bit better you know, tomorrow than we were today. And so how do we do that? We set ourselves up for realistic expectations, one step at a time, one goal at a time, one achievement at a time, but in a, in a, increment that is realistic for us. And then finally, how are we empowering others? How are we celebrating the world? How are we celebrating other teachers in our building? How are we celebrating other parents? Because I'm telling you, you have no idea sometimes what parents or teachers need. And it might just be one compliment. It might just be one positive affirmation um, and what that can do for their mindset. So anyways, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you are like me and you are struggling with comparison and you are struggling with, you know, getting in a in a little trap of seeing other people and wishing that you were as good or as talented or as whatever it is you fill in the blank as someone else. And I'm sure that if Wade were sitting here right beside me, that he would reiterate those sentiments, but he is not. And so I brought you guys in, so I'm going to close it out. No, but seriously, you guys, thank you so much for joining us every single week. And 
thank you for reaching out to us and letting us know which episodes touched you or which episodes you want to hear more of or which episodes you needed the most because that is what keeps us going and creating content. And as always, if there's something that you need or something that you want to hear or strategies that you need help with as far as instruction, feel free to reach out to us. But if you watched this episode, we would love for you to leave a review so that we can see what you thought about it. Leave us a review or tag us on social media at Hey Hope King, Hey Way King. Let us know what you thought about it. But we hope that you guys have an incredible week. If you are listening to this this week, you are almost at Christmas break. And yes, it is okay to love your kids and to celebrate that Christmas break is coming up. You don't have to separate those two things, but you guys are doing amazing work. Keep being you, keep being authentic to yourself, keep showing up every single day for your kids and just know that that is enough. And we will see you guys next time. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush. And edited by Andrew Weller. With production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production. <laughs>